I'm learning. I'm learning through this whole podcast thing. I can agree to disagree, and I ain't got to say shit. Yeah, that's true, man. But you, but you know what? That's that's the whole point of it all. But you have to understand, man. Like it's a history behind Black Lives Matter, and the history is way further back than what you know. Like you got to remember, man. I've been doing a lot of this shit and fucking with a whole lot of these different little small organizations and the New Black Panther Party and all this kind of stuff for years. Mm-hmm. I mean, like here in St. Louis, it was real prominent. You know, and um, oh shit, that's my alarm letting me know I need some stuff. Okay, but like it's a it's a lot of shit that go on, man, and a lot of different little organizations that was created back in the day that was supposed to evolve in progress for the demise of black men and black women. So when it came out with Black Lives Matter, I didn't have an issue with it. I never thought anything about it. You know what I'm saying? But a whole lot of people, man. A whole lot of people, and I've heard a lot of podcasts too, where people are saying that the Black Lives Matter movement turned from pro, not procreation, turned from pro black to pro gay or L. I can't never say all the initials, bro. But LGBTQ plus. But see, there go the plus. Like first, it was just LBG. It was just LB. It was. It was first. It was LGBT, and then. You know, other things were added. There wasn't even a T in there at first, bro. I used to, my wife used to look at a TV show called Queer Eye for the Gay, Queer Queer Eye for the Gay Guy or whatever, a straight guy, something like that. And she used to watch seasons of it. On really? The, yeah, I'm talking about, and a couple times, you know, I'd be sitting down eating and she'd have it on and I'd just sit there and watch it with her. You know what I'm saying? Back then, I think it was three young white guys. You know what I'm saying? I don't even think the black dude was on there yet. And it was just LGB. That's all it was. That's all it was. It was just LGBT. How old is this? Shit, Queer Eye is still out. It's still running. They they probably got about 15 or 16 seasons. You know what I'm saying? I'm, like, I'm going to look into it. Yeah, like, look on I ain't Netflix. never heard of this. Look on Netflix. It's called Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, I think. You know what I'm saying? And back in the day, it was just two or three of them. And then it moved to where it was like four or five of them. Now it's like a black dude and uh, four white dudes, if I'm not mistaken. And they they running the show and doing the stuff. I mean, it's, it was a cool little show, man. But you know, it took a long time for a lot of us black men to accept other black men being gay. You know, um, when I was growing up, bro, like in the seventies and early eighties and shit, that was unheard of. Like black men was powerful. Like nigga, you even got thought of as being gay. That meant you was either in jail or. You know what I'm saying? Or they was going to whoop your ass when they seen you or some crazy shit. So over the last 20 or 30 years, it's been a long development, man. But people are starting to understand now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't have no problem with it. I don't. But at the same time, we all have our preferences and we all can do what we want to do as people. You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah, that's my thing. Um, I mean, it is fairly new to the black community. Let's just call a spade a spade. Um even like with me coming out, my mom was like, ah, we're not doing this shit. And I was like, okay, you ain't got to do this shit because this ain't your life. <laughs> I will gladly move out. I will gladly go live my good old life on the East Coast. But yeah. it's just learning, teaching and learning each other and making sure everybody is educated around the board. Right. That's what's, so. up. That's what's up, man. I mean, like, and I like being educated. I'm a carnal knowledge kind of dude. Like, like, motherfuckers can... Like some people used to tell me back in the day, man, nigga, I can look in your eyes and see you hungry for knowledge. Like you always want to know something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And 
and I went back and forth with one of the Twitter, one of our, my Twitter people, man, and I kept saying to her, it ain't never nothing wrong with wanting to know why. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be so obsessive with why to a point to where it make you look stupid or dumbfounded, but you can always want to know why because you want to know the backstory. Exactly. It's a story to everything. You know what I'm saying? Everything. Hell, you can ask your mama, mama, how was I made? Oh, boy, I got drunk. We sat in the backseat of that damn car. It's a story for everything. You hear what I'm saying? So that's why I'm like, (laughs) damn, terrible, you know. (laughs) <laughs> I gotta learn shit, bro. I gotta learn shit. So don't get mad at me if I ask why. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm, I actually enjoy when people ask why because that one, they're intrigued in the conversation, but then two, they want to learn. Yeah. But then you also have those people that ask why just to contradict what you're saying. But not those people, but the people that actually just want the knowledge and hey, you know, I have this resource right here in front of me. Yeah, I might yeah. as well just take this opportunity right now. Me personally, when people ask me why, oh, hold on, I go autumn. Let me go down here. Uh oh. Oh, shit. See what she you here? Did? There she go. See what you did? Hey, autumn. Look what the hell you done did, Marco. You ain't got autumn up. Sweetie. <laughs> hey, autumn, how you doing? Yeah, how y'all doing? Man, we we good. Just smoking and wrapping it up. Man. I feel it. I feel it. Little wake and bake session, you know? Okay, I'm with it. I, I actually had one steel roll from last night. So <laughs> and I said oh, I'll go on and fool with that. Autumn, I'm recording too, man, so don't be shake dancing and shit. I'm- Are you? And I got my pajama on? <laughs> like, seriously? I still got my thermal on, so it's okay. I ain't got no bra on or nothing. <laughs> we can only see from here up, so you good. <laughs> Man, I said don't be shake dancing, girl. You all looking good. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right, but now nah, that's what's up, man. Like me and him was just kicking, man, just talking, chopping it up about the history on people not knowing much about gays. And damn, clean up, nigga. You ain't you got no. <laughs> no, so there. So my apartment is right by the entrance of the door. So these niggas be leaving the door open, oh, and, the and my door is the first door that the flies can fly into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, my cat, I have a cat, and she, like, catches the flies. And it's so funny. It's the Mm -hmm. funniest shit ever. Like, she literally, I'm like, how are you quick enough to catch a fly? They do it, man. Let me tell you, I be in here, like, this one been, like, it just got in here. But I'm going to fight with this all day until it's gone. Yeah, catch that motherfucker, because it's going to irritate me looking at your ass toss around every five (laughs) (laughs) Fuck up my whole house. (laughs) Hey, but hey, no, nah, but we was we was just rapping, man, about um, you know, about like gay history, I guess, about how, like, I was telling him, me growing up in the late seventies and early eighties, like, being gay was virtually not it. Like, you ain't you're not finna be a gay black man. We too, uh-huh. you know, we too strong. We too, we have to do too much for our people as far as our kids and our wives and stuff. You Which know, ain't got shit to do with shit, but yeah. I mean, and, and that's actually right now in today's society and, and the way the world works today, you're absolutely correct. You know what I'm saying? You're absolutely correct. But at the same time, you can't fault an individual for what they know from what they've seen. Like most black people are visual people anyway. They're only going to agree on what they see, not what they read, not what somebody tell them what they see. So you see what your parents do, you see how they act, you know, just like I've always told uh, my wife, I've always told them, cause she's in the medical field. 
And like I always told them, them doctors, they lie to us telling us that shit is hereditary and it's not. Like, there's no such thing as a hereditary uh, terminal disease. Like, how is having diabetes hereditary? Like, no, that's not the way that works. What happens is, is as a child, you're eating the exact same thing that your parents are eating for an entirety of your life, probably two decades till you move out in 21. So any and everything that they've consumed, you're consuming. So if they have any kind of illnesses or, or ailments, you're going to develop that same thing. You eating chitlins with your mama, you're going to have uh, bacteria in your stomach, just like your mm -hmm. mama. You know what I'm saying? So I never could agree with any of that bullshit, man. Like, do your own research. Figure out your own shit. Like, get your own information, man. Make life happen for you a little bit easier versus arguing with a motherfucker about something that you don't know shit about from the jump. You just know what your mama used to do or your daddy used to do. You know what I'm saying? For real. That's real. And I'm sorry. I'm like, I'll keep muting because I'm like outside. And so, of course, now all of the law cars or truck or whatever the fuck this is coming by but so my bad yeah. so y'all hear birds and cars lions tigers and bears huh? right like <laughs> i mean i'm literally back here in like somebody's forest like it'd be lizards and everything else back here or not but anyways yes i that makes a lot of sense like i never really understood and again i'm not like a medical professional or anything like that historian either or nothing like for real i'll probably make some shit up in a minute but <laughs> I, I never really understood the whole hereditary thing either, but what you just said really does make sense. I mean, we eat the way that our parents and our grandparents parents yeah. ate. Exactly. And like, I've had to change my eating habits and the things that I eat kind of drastically. Like I eat a lot of things now that I didn't eat growing up and vice versa. Wow. So, um, and I'm a much healthier person because yeah, of it. Yeah. Now that's not to say that I'm not out here just doing the fat girl because I do, but I do do things a lot differently. So yes, that, that definitely makes um, sense to me. Yeah, man. Let me, let me tell y'all a quick story about the circle. The circle is what you would call a financial imbalance, okay? All the finances are within one network. That's the reason why every single time you go to a doctor or you go to any kind of medical professional, they have what is considered a network for you to follow. You can't go outside of your network. It'll cost more if you use this insurance outside of your network. Um, anytime that you need a reference to a different doctor, they tell you ask your primary care physician to refer you to this individual simply because they keep the money within that network. That's how the doctors get paid. That's how the, the nursing managers get paid. That's how the, the CEOs of the hospitals get paid. Mm -hmm. If <clears throat> back in the day, there was no such thing as a network. Here in St. Louis, <clears throat> my bad, y'all. Here in St. Louis, the two majors is the BJC. Uh, healthcare system and the SSM healthcare system. You still have small ones like Mercy and Forest Park and all of them, but they're not contending with these two huge healthcare systems. Now, you can't go to BJC and get worked on at the ER and use your insurance with SSM. You see what I'm saying? If you do go, they're going to work on you because by law, they have to, <clears throat> but they're going to charge you full amount and then they're also gonna charge you an out of network fee. 
mm-hmm. because that doctor has to be paid because he could have been working on someone in his network and been guaranteed payment through insurance. You see what I'm saying? So Also, also, even within those networks, like there are certain, and I'm dealing with this right now with a dentist, there are certain doctors that your doctor is going to deal with. You know what I'm saying? So what, honestly, whether they're in your network or not, these are the doctors that they're going to send you to. So with the whole dentist thing, like, I guess I need a root canal. I'm not in the mood, but whatever. They're trying to send me to a dentist that's like literally 45 minutes away or uh, whatever the type of doctor is that does the root canal. Yeah. That's, and I'm like, y'all ain't got nothing. Like y'all are right here. 10 minutes from me so you're gonna but you're gonna send me way out somewhere else and it's just because they like to keep that money in their own circle like they literally have these partnerships and what i like would like to kind of call friendships Mm -hmm. with these particular doctors to make sure that they're keeping that money in that same circle and it's all so fucking weird to me like so the poor man inbound network would be what your cousins or your sisters or something bring you that piece of paper and they say, girl, check this out. What I'm going to do is I'm going to sign you up and then I get 5% for signing you up on this. And then for everything you sell, you get 5% off of the people that sign up. So it's a, it's like a hierarchy. You got that one dude that's sitting off of all the paper that all these clowns is walking around asking you to join in and be a part of. Well, it's the pyramid of, scheme. Exactly. And that's that right there is exactly what the whole medical network is. The pyramid mm. scheme, because it all trickles down. It's from the doctors and the most important people like surgeons. It, it goes to from the surgeons to the primaries to the residentials. And then you got your practitioners. You know what I'm saying? Then your uh after your practitioners, you got your uh, anesthesiologists and you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a certain amount of money that they're gonna give to each individual. And it's guaranteed money. So it's not it's not like uh, it's not like these, you know, other pyramid schemes like, you know, donate twenty dollars to my my circle or whatever the hell it was. It's like literally guaranteed money because people need care. Like it's it's a force fed situation. Like you have to survive, you gotta stay alive. It's no different than funeral homes too. People gotta yep. be, people gotta be buried. They can't just lay you dead in the street like on the Walking Dead. Like it's a whole process to that, and it's it's a sequence, and that's the reason why certain funeral homes pick up from certain hospitals. You know what I'm saying? And certain mm. funeral homes only deal with certain clientele. You know, like certain clientele get different type of funerals. You know what I'm saying? Where you get police escorts and different stuff like that. Like all of that stuff is in its network. It all works that way. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's the same way with nursing homes. I used to work in a nursing home and we had definitely had um we had certain hospitals. We probably had maybe about three specific what is that on my okay. <laughs> What the? Like, I'm looking at the deck. Like, what is that? Like, I don't know if an animal came and like did something. I don't know, but it's a nigger more. I tell you that right now. Is that um, so it's like three. There were like three hospitals, or maybe two different hospitals that we always accepted 
residents from. So like they had a, like, like you're saying, they had a partnership, like my admissions coordinator had a partnership with specific departments in these hospitals and they would literally you know throw parties with them together like there would i mean there would literally be like these big old gatherings and parties so that they can accept people kind of into this little private network you, yeah. you feel where i'm coming yeah. from like dinner parties i mean they was they were spending thousands of dollars gifts they would send these people gifts you know the admission coordinator would go around to other like facilities to try to get there you know get them to make sure that our nursing home was the one that they referred people to first it's it is it's it's uh, hush, hush money and bribery gifts it is that way they can get away with anything they want whenever they feel mm -hmm. like it certain patients that they know are going to be alive for a certain amount of time and need certain amounts of care that's going to cost so much money they send them to a certain nursing home that needs that money like if that nursing home around the corner got 37 patients and when you walk in there, it smell good, it's nice and this, that and the other, you know, we black folks, we low income, most of us. So when they send them to those nursing homes that when you walk in, you're like, why is my mama in this fucking place? What is this shit? You know, you'd be pissed off because they know that place needs the money. So instead of them making taxpayers communitize certain amounts of taxes at the end of the year, they put dying patients that they know could go into a hospice or something into those nursing homes and let them stay there for the next six months till they pass so they can keep eating, they can keep getting their money. You know, it's what um, the political term for it is coming together. That's what that, when you see those on those commercials and you see that on all those uh, uh, logos and different shit and they had hands like this saying coming together, that's mm -hmm. what that shit mean. That mean we keeping all our money and we bringing people in that we feel like is deserving of this amount of money you know, it's 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 the whole thing, man. Like all of this shit just refers right back to the whole color thing and all of that with the red and the blue, the Democrats, Republicans, Crips and Bloods, police, and you know, it, it's it's all just it's all one big ass thing, man. It's it's like America is built up on the backs of everybody that can't survive. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when yeah. you die, they push you to the side and put another motherfucker in your spot. Big businesses do it all the time. You be making $25 an hour doing a great job. They fire you and hire two people in at $10 an hour. You know what I'm saying? To do the same yep. job you was doing last week. So <clears throat> that's just the way it is, man. And they will send memos and shit out. Like I was a general manager for a couple fast food restaurants and then an assistant general manager for a couple fast food restaurants. And I learned that the higher ups from the corporates will send down memos saying, we got to get down to a certain tax bracket or we got to do a certain amount of this, that, and the other. You're going to have to release this person and that person because they're making this amount of money. Like, I remember, uh-oh, uh it's saying I'm running out of time. If it do, I end it and we'll start it again. But um, again, like, it was times when they would say, well, you got to get rid of this cook. This cook been working here for the last 10 years. This nigga only make $13, $14 an hour, but I got to get rid of him and hire two 750s in. And now I got, cause they got to use training hours. You see what I'm saying? Like they mm -hmm. can't have so many training hours at the end of their tax period. So I got to fire this dude, put him out, make him go find another job and start all over with his life. You know what I'm saying? He's 26 with two kids trying to do the right thing and hiring two teenagers that only can work till 9 PM because they got class the next day. And you know, yep. it's, 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 it's one of them, them raw deals, man. And I got tired of getting screwed. I got tired of it. So, I got tired of being played and I got tired of making people feel less than they really were for a job that wasn't worth shit 
from the get-go. So I left all of that shit alone and just started my own businesses and doing shit my way. You know what I'm saying? No wrong with it. Yeah, that, that's all it always has been for me. Hold on one second, y'all. Let me pause this, uh, stop this recording. Okay, yeah, we actually do, man. We got a, um, we got a few former markets down here in St. Louis, but again, they not like what me and my homeboys is trying to do, man, because uh, they still have their food shipped in. You know what I'm saying? Like the grocery store. Oh, got it. You know, so they get actual inventory and all that kind of stuff. And basically. They're not doing the hard labor like you. Yeah. Hey, look. Hey, Marco, let me tell you, man. The shit is so inspirational, man. Like, I got a homeboy. He a, he a young homie, man. He probably about your age. I don't know. He probably like uh, 34. You know what I'm saying? 35, some shit like that. Um, He came to me one day, man. And it's true story, man. He came to me one day. Actual, actually, the little dude I'm talking about is a guy I get chronic from, like for the last ten years. And uh, he said to me, "OG oh, man, what you be back in that uh, backyard doing all the time?" I say, "Nigga, come look." Like I'm like, "Shit, nigga, you family, come check me." He came back there. He said, "Damn, dude." He's like, "You straight got some shit popping off." I was like, "Yeah, man." I say, "I'm trying to grow food for my family, man." I'm like, "We gotta, we gotta start a process as black people." of reinventing ourselves like we have to stop living our lives the way that we see them on tv and on the records and you know all this old false shit because like we 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 in prison man like mentally we absolutely in prison and the way they do us is they hold us down that next shit with george floyd man that shit has been going on forever, but it's been virtual. Like one of those things where the government and the politics and all that shit been holding a, neck, a knee on our neck forever, man. And they do it every February, if that makes sense to you. You know what I, I'm saying? I know what you're talking about. Because every single February, we got to look at Roots. We got to look at Martin Luther King. We got to look at Malcolm X. We got to learn more about the black history, black history. And it's like, bro, black history is what you're creating every single day of your life. You do not have to keep referring back to the things that happened 60 years, I mean, 30 and 40 years ago, because it's like, regardless to anything else that happens, that will never happen again. Well, I think, but I think it's, I think it's a good idea to know, but I just, I think my whole problem is because I, I'm, I am a person that will be very transparent and say that there's so much more about quote unquote black history that I feel like I need to know as opposed to what was taught. Like, I don't think it was, I don't think it was necessary. I guess that's a good word that I can go with. I don't think it was necessary for me to sit in a fourth grade classroom taught by a white male Right. and who made us watch Roots. I, I still feel like, like I won't even watch it now. Like, I, I feel like I want to watch it, but I, don't, I won't watch it now because it's almost like I'm traumatized from yeah. watching it in but fourth grade. You just see, and oh my God, see that kind of stuff, like what you just said right there, Autumn, like you hit the nail on the head with a sledgehammer. I'm talking about like, like listen, listen to what I'm saying, man. Like open your mind just a tad bit. You're not your mom. You're not your dad. You understand what I'm saying? You've never done the things that they did when they were your age. You, you never lived that life. So why do you have to live it right now? 
Why do you have to keep on living their memories and the things that they had to go through that just going to piss us off? It's just going to anger us. It's a fuel. It's a fire that just keeps us burning and it keeps the police at us and it keeps us angry and it keeps us fighting each other. And it's just like no matter what happens in our lives, black people will never evolve because every year at the same time, we get angry all over again frustrated stressed out about some shit that we had nothing to do with and these white people ain't even smart enough to do that shit right now i i agree i agree wholeheartedly with that i just i just also feel that we still need to know i'm not saying that it needs to that we need to repeat it all the time again like and like i was saying i i'm i'm pretty traumatized like there's certain movies and stuff that I just will not watch that I refuse to watch if it's any type of like slave movie because like you said I'm gonna be angry yeah. I'm gonna be ready to fight like I'm gonna be wishing you know a Karen would as soon as I walk into a store it's all I'm, a, I'm going to and I don't want to feel that way it's it's bad enough that it's bad enough that in these times like the way that I feel about certain things, all of that stuff is already, uh, it already like shakes me a bit to my core. You know what I mean? And I don't, I've never wanted to be that person to, to feel like I, I don't want to say hate, but feel some type of way about anybody who's not of black skin. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to feel that way. It's just all the stuff that's going on and then you tie in the movies, you tie in all of the, you know, all of the history, all of the shit that we literally have been through. Well, you know, our that our people have been through and it does make you angry. And, and you're right. We're not, we'll never be back there because I think part of it is because, because of some of the anger, which I think it may be a good thing. Like we're not going to just lay down and let these people do whatever the fuck they want to do. We're, we're not going to do that. And I think that everything, there's so many things that play a part in that. Yeah. I choose not to, you know, indulge in the movies and shit, though. I just, I just can't do it. Right. Well, me personally, I've always felt like, um, I've always felt like history is a privilege and intelligence is a priority. You can't, like, if don't nobody tell you what happened yesterday, you will never know, you will never focus on it, it won't even be shit you tripping off of. That's real. But when you sit back and you read about the things that are happening to you today and could happen tomorrow and the day after, it prepares you mentally and physically for any and everything that you're doing. You know what I'm saying? So why- But when you also tie in the history though, it makes you, when you tie in the history, it, and, and it starts to look the same because, again, like you said, we're not li- necessarily living the same things, but there are similarities. Yeah. Just like last year, I think, was it last year? Last year I did, um, I was a part of helping someone out and a part of a musical about Stonewall. Right. And I never even had heard about Stonewall. And be, being a part of the community, like I had never even like, heard it but to sit 
and listen to this musical and to see all of the events that happened leading up to, you know, these cops coming in this bar and just doing all this dumb shit because people in the bar were minding their own gay ass business. Like, all of that shit, type of shit still happens. You see what I'm saying? And so they, we, we have to look at how people responded to things. We, we do, like we, I, think, I think we need that history. We need to know how people responded to things so that we can think for ourselves, okay, should we respond this way? Is there a different way we can respond? Are we gonna get a different reaction? Like it, in these times, if we respond the same way, will we get a different reaction? Because we, I think we want a different reaction, you know? And that, and, but even that in itself, even though it's kind of like educating, it kind of wears on us because what happens when we don't get the response that that we're looking for? We can't change people's minds. Right, right. You know what I mean? And you're not supposed to. There's no there's no developmental skill within the human brain that allows you to manipulate a person's an individual's mindset. Like we're not that far as far as our intelligence and our capability of learning yet. Like you can you can talk a motherfucker into some shit, you know, and that's just a weak minded person. But you can't manipulate their mindset. And basically what that means is like back in the day when mama used to say, you always get mad at the one you love because you can't control their situation. You know what I'm saying? That's that's how that works. Because if you can manipulate their mindset, they wouldn't be doing the bullshit they're doing because you would be able to tell them certain things and they would follow your lead to a T. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole point of parents. People believe what they want to believe. You hear me? And that, that's just the way it's going to always be. Like as far as any and everything else goes with me, man, like, I guess the last thing I say about it all is, um, sorry, no, you are right. I think the best, the last thing I say about it all is, I just don't believe in all this black history shit. And this is just me. All right, don't don't take this literal. Don't think that I'm some asshole just running my mouth to y'all because I'm high or some shit. No, it's like this is me, forty three year old Rob, August sixth. You know what I'm saying? Like, sorry. You're all right. <laughs> like, I'll be 43 next month, and these are my beliefs. You dig what I'm saying? It's like, I don't believe in all that black history shit. I don't believe in all of that marching and and doing all of that crazy shit, man, because first and foremost, it wasn't my history. It wasn't my life. I don't want to learn black history or history from one motherfucker telling me what it was. Black history to me is talking to my mom, talking to my auntie, talking to my cousin, like, because everybody's seen the black history different. Like, Marco's history is going to be different because he's a gay black man. Your history is going to be different because you're a black woman. So I want to know y'all perspectives. I don't want to know what this white man wrote in the book and told me just happened on this day. And then I got to keep following that shit all the time. But I don't know what Tyrone and Manisha said because they was actually there and they seen the whole aspect of the whole situation. There's always three sides to every story. It's the victim, the suspect, and the witness because everybody's always watching. So fuck all that dumb shit. I don't want to read this book and learn what the fuck you talking about because it's your story. It's not history. It's your story. It's what you believed in and how you felt about situations. I want to learn from every individual that was around or had something to do with it or put their hands in it, even kick the cookie jar off the shelf and pick the cookies up. I want to know who that was because that's the history I need to learn. I'm not too much tripping off of all that extracurricular shit because you're only going to know what people want you to know, what, what, what they want you to know. 
you're only going to be involved in what they want you to know because they're telling you what they want you to know. So when these motherfuckers come telling me all this oh, extracurricular shit, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, nigga, get the fuck out that's of here. That's crazy. <laughs> I'll read that shit myself later on. <laughs> and I'll interpret it through my own mindset, through my own eyes, through a logical standpoint. And mm-hmm. then when I come back, we can commentate. But I'm not going to sit here and listen to the shit you talking about and think that that's the way it is. You know what I'm saying? Because it's more story. It's, it's more to the story. It's always more to the story. You know what I'm saying? That's just crazy, man. I, I never could understand it. So that's why I don't look at the whole aspect of black history like everybody else. Um, I don't really follow the whole. I understand protesting. I understand marching for what you believe in. You know, even if you believe it should have been a McDonald's there instead of Burger King, y'all stand out there with signs like "White Burger King." I believe in that. Hey, do your thing, cause you really like McDonald's, nigga. Stand your ass out there and don't move ten toes down. But I can't sit back and hear at inside of Burger King about the man that stood outside with the McDonald's sign. I want to see that guy and hear his aspect. I don't want you to tell me what you saw. You know what I'm saying? That's police shit. Mm-hmm. What did you see? Uh, who was there? You know, you ain't got out there and tried to to find not one suspect or nothing. You sitting around asking every damn body what happened and then gonna put your own two and two together. Like, nah, man, that's why niggas was in jail ain't did shit. You know what I'm saying? Cause Cat walked by and that was the last person he saw. So now he got to go to jail. No, nah, hell no, nah, man. Do your own research. You know what I'm saying? So that's the reason why I am the way I am, man. And I hate to be that way sometimes because some people hate it, especially the old heads. Oh, you just disrespect them the way we lived our life back then. That's just the way y'all live y'all life. Shit, I wouldn't have been in black history. They'd have killed me the second day because I'd have knocked somebody's teeth down in my fucking throat. Nigga, you ain't gonna whip me. You crazy, nigga. You finna do what? <laughs> Shit. Hold on. I'll be right back, motherfucker. <laughs> Shit, you ain't no. No, no, no. So uh, we wouldn't have been the same. <laughs> I'd have been dead. They'd have hung the shit out of me. So it And you know, sometimes I question that though. Like I sometimes I question myself on that because you know, I I see the we are not our ancestors t-shirts and all that stuff, but and, and I know how strong-willed I am today. Like I know how, you know, I have absolutely positively no problem speaking my mind and um learning about the things that I really want to learn about and kind of dismissing things that I don't you know I can I can admit to that but I do question at times like would I really like you know what I'm saying like how about it would I have been because you know you like I'm like for instance I'm sitting outside right now it's hot right you got me out in the sun like doing manual labor you see what i'm saying but it's like is that all was that all that there was to do was that my only option back then you see what i'm saying like times are different now things are different now like we we definitely have the ability to be like fuck y'all i quit you understand we definitely have that ability to do that um and back then i'm not so sure but but like you said back to your point you was like shit i you know the credits would be rolling in my ass we did like yeah 
They'd have been like, hey, man, Bobby Dollars died first. Yeah. That nigga was dead as soon as they started. They'd have opened the movie killing me. You stupid nigga. You talk too fucking much. I'm going to kill your mother. I'd have been that nigga in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. 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 But for, for those, for people who, you know, like, say, for instance, like, you know, people who had have who had children, things like that. You know what I mean? Like, you really have to think through that because, of course, you're gonna do whatever you need to do to protect your children right. and all of that good stuff. So, but but no, I I hear your point. Yeah. What, how you how you feel about it, Marco? What you think? Um, I am high. He really is because I'm like he ain't said two <laughs> words. Let me see what um, he's talking about. I don't mind history. Um, I like doing my research about it. But just like Bobby said, like, I just want to live through my history and know different people's perspectives about what they went through. Because, I mean, the best experience is from the person that experienced it. Yeah, that's, that's how it is, man. I always tell people when cats ask me, man, they be like, what you aspire to be? Like, what is it that you think 10 years from now you're going to be? I tell him, man, you aspire to be whatever you aspire to be, but I aspire to be a great black man. Like, I aspire to be somebody that people know. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. not, ne not necessarily, like, know from TV and fame and, you know, tossing cash at strippers' ass. No, nah, I mean, like, every time you talk to that dude, man, he said something that made sense. Like, I want people I want people to Nipsey Hustle me. You hear what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't want the Tupac. I don't want the uh, the biggie. You know what I'm saying? I want people to nip, Nipsey hustle me when I'm gone because he had meaning in what he was doing. You know, it wasn't the start of an era. It wasn't the start of a fashion statement. It wasn't anything like that. It was about moving black people into a comfortable space and then teaching them how to survive. And that's 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 what I'm on. I like that. You know what I'm saying? I like knowing that I can say something to you and don't have to repeat myself because you confident and smart enough and able enough to hear what I had to say and make that shit happen. You know what mm. I'm saying? That's 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 where I'm at with my whole mindset. And that's kind of why, like, we were supposed to be talking about podcasters. Marco, you just be fucking shit up, man. You, what the hell, bro? <laughs> All right, well, we'll swing back around. We talking about what now? What we talking about? We supposed to be talking about podcasters, but anyway. Yo, I definitely jumped on this. I was like, can we not talk about police brutality or history? Or I mean, it ain't nothing. It's your show. Just change the fucking subject. Now. We talking about what now? Like, Podcasting. I was tripping off of, like, the whole podcast community. Like, I ain't gonna stunt, man. I dig y'all. You hear me? Like, a lot of people embrace me. A lot of okay. Well, first, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you, but first, I want to know how how long have you been podcasting, Bobby? Man, for a while, like I just got back into it probably last year. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? But I used to do it back when Facebook was real popular, like back in the early 2000s. You know what I'm saying? But I had my own website. Okay, gotcha. And uh, I, I, I used to, well, I used to own sociallyhood.com. Okay. Uh, it was a platform like, like Facebook. Like you could look at movies on there. You could, mm -hmm. you could conversate you could do i had a dating section i had a porn section like i had it was a one-stop shop like I, I paid a lot of money man and ran that website for a while because like one of my degrees is in network administration so i know how to do all of that shit and i was running my website and everything and i had a great community and i had a, a vlog not a vlog a blog that i turned audio. yeah I, I turned the audio back then so podcasting came out about podcasting real strong for like all of us 
came out about four years ago, but I was doing it probably back about six, maybe seven years ago. And what about you, Marco? Um, I started in February this year. That's what I thought you're fairly new. Okay. Fairly, um, fairly new. I've always wanted to uh, podcast. Um, I feel like I got a lot of experiences that I just want to share with the world. So, say what you got to do is just say yeah. what you got to say. And I've been around a little over a year now. Okay. okay. How's it feel to hit a year? Oh my gosh. You know what? Um, it kind of snuck up on me. Like I didn't even realize, but I think that at first, when I first started doing it, it was kind of slow for me because, you know, you're feeling things out. You're trying to come up with content. You're trying to figure out what your niche is. You know that you can do this and you want to do this, but it's like you're trying to figure out the who, what, when, where, and why. You know what I'm saying? Like trying to put all that stuff together. So at first, the first couple of months, I wasn't really consistent. Like I, I can, you know, say that I just I was not consistent at all um and but I used I went to Twitter to tap into the community which was the best thing that I could have have ever done like I yeah like I have tapped into like such a huge um and helpful podcasting network and I'm the type of person I like to sit back and watch you know what I'm saying I'm a voyeur (laughs) (laughs) but I like to sit back and watch and you know I watch how people move I watch what people say um I watch um uh, um all of the different tools that they use you know like I mean I I've been saying for like the last month that I'm gonna put this podcast toolkit together because I know it'll be very helpful just from the things that I picked up but anyways um I wasn't very consistent at first and then when I really like hit the community hard and people started asking me to be on their show i was like pretty cool you want me to be on your show right or and people coming to me asking to be on my show and i'm like y'all feeling me like that like for real okay bet so that's when i really started like i changed the day that i came out on you know i started um actually like investing you know what I'm saying? Like I've I've purchased equipment. You know I've, I've I um I have like certain subscriptions that I have for certain tools that I use, and all that stuff because now I I'm really really taking it seriously. Like I was taking it seriously then, but I'm really taking it seriously now. So when I start getting more consistent, I would say probably around the fifth or sixth month mark when I started when I started putting them episodes out weekly and I had content, it wasn't nothing. May came up. I was like, damn, next week it's my one year. Like, and so I just did like, um, just like a thank you episode basically. And I tried to name everybody that has something to do with, you know, me being here today. And of course it didn't quite pan out like that, but it's, it's great. I mean, now it's like, now I'm looking forward to like, my hundredth episode you know what i'm saying i'm looking at i'm looking at people like yeah i'm looking at people like wow like you have like 300 episodes oh my god or like oh my goodness you have a hundred thousands um um downloads like wow you know so now my i've kind of upped my game and and trying to focus on getting those things i've incorporated the video like all the stuff that i said i really 
wasn't yeah, trying to do. Don't want to do, yeah. Like I, I just I started doing it, but it it helps. Like when somebody told me, um, they were like, you need YouTube, you need Instagram, you need Twitter, you need Facebook, you need all these platforms. But when I finally figured out a way to make it easy to streamline to all of them you know pretty much i was like okay i could do this you know what i'm saying like it's not as bad as what i thought i'm more of a listening person which is why i love you know i'm an audio person which is why i really love podcasts i'm a voice person i like to listen to people i would rather listen to you than than watch but i also know that there are people on youtube who just want to hit youtube and if they want to watch, they watch. If not, they can just listen, which is why I have both visual, visual and audio episodes on YouTube. Right. That's what's up, man. Marco, just they just be getting drunk and shit on theirs and, and fuck, fuck past. I watch their shit, too, you know? <laughs> we be talking our shit, and I'm, I was like, you know what? Somebody's going to like it one day. Hey, yeah, <laughs> I have to, I'll have to uh, find your channel and subscribe. Yeah, yeah subscribe sip and smoke. I like it. I'll subscribe to it. Yeah, and Marco always interrupting old boy. Start I know. I told him I got to work on that. <laughs> I have to, that issue, too. Talk. Marco start dancing and doing weird shit, and he just be like, hey, stop. <laughs> I, I, that's, that's one thing I really, I'm really trying to work on, but, you know, when you start drinking and smoking. Hey, that's, hey, that's the fun of it, man. Like, <laughs> that's why I said I just like to have, wait a minute. Hold on. She stopped my thought. Damn it. Hold on. Wait a minute. You... <laughs> I, I, did you just hear me say I do that too? Like I will cut you off, like in a oh, second, man. and be like sorry, and then like we cut don't even talk no, about it. Man, hold on, okay, look, I got a, I got an interview I got to do at ten thirty with um, shoot straight from the hip. He's another uh, podcaster here on Twitter or whatever. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I'm gonna do a good one with him because I really like his views too. He's one of those pro black kind of guys, or well, not pro black, but. Yeah, I just have to listen, man. But but I wanted to say this before I go because it's like nine forty five. The interview ain't till ten thirty, so we got time. But I wanted to say this before I go, man. We have to figure out a way to get the black podcasters like ourselves to open up and listen to everybody and not click up. Like it it can happen like where certain people are only going to listen to Autumn because she talked to them on Twitter and they cool, you know, back and forth. And, you know, so every time she put an episode out, they make sure they check that one out, but they don't check out Marco episode because, you know what I'm saying, I don't really talk to him like that on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we have to, we have to get it to a point to where we can create a network, like a straight circle of all of us, and then we can all listen to each other's shit and promote each other's shit like I'm trying to do with my little show. Like I just completely changed. I seen what you had put on them about rebranding and all that kind of stuff. And I just completely changed my whole fucking show. I'm straight doing interviews now. Like I'm just trying to set up interviews with people and help people promote their shit. Like I ain't even tripping off of me. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like I got my own thing going on. I'm, I'm doing a whole lot of other shit. I got my own little money and all of that stuff. I'm not looking for sponsors and stuff. So I figured, fuck it, why not, man? I just, Talk to well, here's the thing. Sorry. But here's the thing. So there, there are actually several podcast networks, mm -hmm. black podcast networks. Right. Um, yes, there are some clicks, 
yes, people are, but here's the thing. People are going to listen to what they feel like listening to. So it doesn't, I don't think it has anything to do with, um, with, you know, like my circle of people listening to my things. Here's what I do. Yes, I have a specific um, lineup of podcasts that I listen to for a fact weekly. I have some that I really, really enjoy, but I don't listen to them weekly like that. And then I have like how I came across your podcast or, you know, and, and Marco's podcast. I've listened to both of your podcasts just out of, oh, I got an hour or I'm driving. Oh, you know what I saw? It, it was, it's more so all about like the visibility. I think it's what I'm trying to say. Right. I, I, we became, you know, Twitter friends or whatever. And mm-hmm. I saw the episode and I was like, let me just check this shit out. That's how I move. You know what I'm saying? I, I retweet so many podcasts that I have never ever listened to primarily because I want them to have the visibility and I want it to be in my retweets just in case I have that 30 minutes or that hour to pick up on their stuff you see what I'm saying so don't try not to take it like you know oh we just not listening to him because we don't know him try not to take it that way just like I did I'll end up you know, somebody will end up listening to it and by word of mouth, because I've told, uh, I've told people about both of your podcasts, right. like, oh man, I'm like, oh, okay. So, um, uh, Marco was on Bobby's podcast. I listened to it. It was fantastic. I went and listened to Marco's podcast. Like I have lit- definitely told people word of mouth about both of your podcasts. So also, even if people are not tweeting out about it, because I know like me and um, um, Tamara to the Breaking All has said it too. Like I always, or not always, but I try to always tweet out when I'm pot- when I'm listening to somebody mm-hmm. with the hashtag potting because that's under the uh, pods and color um, girl. So I try to... I try to do that, not because I'm telling you that I'm listening to your shit, but because I'm telling everybody else, hey, I'm listening to this. Maybe it's something that you might want to take a spin on. So really, it's all about marketing, and it's all about what people are just really in the mood to listen to. I have a couple of favorite podcasts that are like two hours long. I ain't got the attention span. So like I literally have to, it literally has to be one of those, you know what? Let me listen to the, let me listen to this. I mean, it's been maybe been a month, you know what I'm saying? Let me go ahead and listen to them. And and they 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 will keep me engaged for the whole two hours, but just thinking that it's two hours, it's just like, man, it's two yeah. hours, you know what I'm saying? Whereas some people two hours that day. I don't know how we but some people love it. So and I listen to the whole thing. Like some people love the longer episodes, and there's some people that like podcasts who do 15, 20 minute episodes so that they can just listen to a whole bunch of them at once. Right. So really, so try really hard not to think that it's just, you know, that you're just not in a click or you're not a part of something. And that's why people are not listening because one, you really don't know who's listening. And two, you just got to let people, you just got to stay visible, stay visible. Somebody going to click on your shit and be like, Oh, okay. Let me listen to this. I mean, I absolutely agree 100%, man, but I'll be absolutely honest with your autumn shit. I don't trip off people listening to mine because I don't want that kind of attention. Like, that's why I say I'm not doing it like where I want mine at a high demand and I want to be in rotation every week and all that. Like, I'm way different. Like, I'm probably going to wind up doing four episodes today. 
and I'll fucking publish every last one of them today. Like, yeah, I remember you saying that. You will see this episode that we're doing today. You will be able to go back and watch it before you go to bed tonight. I'm more like Marco. I like to schedule my shit, let that shit go now, Friday. Conversations that I need to edit. <laughs> yeah, see, and the reason I don't do that is because, like I said, man, I own a lawn care service. I have a clothing brand. I'm always doing something. And I don't want to say, well, I'm going to schedule this for this day and this time. And then, shit, I might not, I might, I mean, like, I might not want to do it that day in, in two days from now. I might, right. be like, I might be like, shit, I shouldn't have scheduled it for that time. Let me change it. So I don't deal with it because I absolutely know that at any given moment, I'm going to be out doing something, you know, having a meeting with a lawyer or I'm going to fuck around and be cutting somebody grass. Or if not that, I seen that slide every time. See? <laughs> I saw it too. I was like, wait, I thought it was on my, sh- my uh, screen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I just know I'd be very, very busy, man. And then not only that, but I make custom t-shirts sometimes, you know, when I'm here in my office like that. That's what you can see in the background with the hangers and shit in the shelf and all that. Like, I got all kinds of... Send me some shirts. I'll I, I hook you up, man. Right now, I'm in... Yeah, you got to send me the link or whatever. I, you know, I'm yeah, off I mean, for... I don't, uh... I don't be selling my clothes and stuff just yet because I have, oh. to, I have to wait to the middle of August to make sure all my licensing and everything is done. Because it's, okay. it's a private label. It's not... Like, it's not going to be my logo on a Gildan t-shirt. Like, my label is going to be my logo. Like, I'll have my own brand. So, gotcha. I'm, I'm going through a process, man. And then with the COVID shit, every time something happened in California or in uh, Las Vegas, I get an email. Oh, well, you know, the manufacturer, this, that, and other. So, it's just a lot of crazy shit happening this year, man. But for the most part, I'm just unorthodox, man. I just do my podcast the way I do it. I don't like a whole lot of attention, man. I'm a Leo. Like, I'm a behind-the-scenes type of dude. Like, I don't care if don't nobody listen to my shit. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I just do this because I like fucking with y'all, man. Y'all are good people. You know what I'm saying? And while my hand fucked up and I can't go cut grass, I can't go to work, I can't do nothing, I can't press no shirts, I can't do shit. So, I'm podcasting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, that's just me. I ain't I'm not too much tripping off of it like that. And I I love y'all hustle, man. I appreciate y'all grind, the weekly thing, and doing it the way y'all do it, man. Like y'all getting sponsors and making money. Hey, man, salute, man. Hey, I, I love it. Hey, if you ain't hurting nobody, your hustle is good with me. But And I'm big on promotion, too. Like the, And I think that that's why, um, that's how I've gotten, like, kind of, maybe like I I can say the reach that I have like within the podcast community because like I promote every when I say everybody now I do try to get you know I click on you know they media and stuff make sure it ain't no no BS and and honestly you know honestly just recently I was I was in this retweet group group where they all they add you to this group this group chat on Twitter and it's like 50 people in there and then like so they send the tweets to the group and you're supposed to like retweet everybody. So if y'all have been seeing some stuff that y'all typically don't see, that's what I was doing, but they ended up kicking me out. And I think it's because some, I think it's because honestly, if I'm being 100, 100, I think it's because they, they throw my media and they saw a nigga too many times because uh, DMX, you know what I'm saying? The dog man, the Snoop was on and every other word was nigga. So I believe that they kicked me out because of that, which is fine because I ain't got to retweet y'all shit. You see what I'm saying? Like, 
that's but see that's why I say I don't do that shit. All them fuck them. But that was but it was like a it was it was like a lot of white it was a bunch of white people to be I I got you. And I but I kept I kept a couple. You know what I'm saying? If they cool if they're cool with my content with my content I don't mind. You know what I'm saying? Retweeting their shit. I do not mind. I'm just not about to be on no fuck shit. I don't want to see no all lives matter. I don't want to see none of that bullshit. Now I'll continue to retweet you. But yeah, so. I um I'm I'm big I say all of that to say that I'm huge on promotion. If you tweet something and I see it, you when you if you tweet your show and I see it, you're definitely gonna get a retweet from me. It takes a second. Yeah, yeah. I now with the shows I'm with that, but I'm with Demarco, man. Like Marco, you said you said that one time about when you was leaving work and and the the other man's dream and all that kind of shit. And mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, hey, bro, like that was 100. That was that was like one of the most one hundred things I ever heard you say in the time that you and I been been chopping it up, and it's like, hey, I'm with that. I told my kids that, and the whole fact is, it's like you was you was reading my mind, bro, because that's the way I've been living my life for the last ten years. Like, I absolutely am not about to work my ass off and bust my ass to help you accomplish your dream. And I'm sitting in the back like, damn, I got dreams too, man. But don't nobody know because I'm working so hard for yours. You I pulled up to I pulled up to the office the yesterday to go handle some business. And like, they are all just sitting there. Like no customers, no nothing. I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah. Like, I just can't come here and sit here and not like gain anything. Granted, it might be nice to get like a little check to do nothing, but I could be working on other shit that I got yeah, going. That's what I'm looking at. Like, yeah, yeah. okay, so we're going through a whole pandemic. Everybody's not working. Yeah, and I, a- add me to the list. I'm definitely on double duty with my job. Like, because I went through a whole period of, of just sitting as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I try really, really, really hard to capitalize on that and work on some things that I, you know, or just literally just kind of try to find myself again at 41. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I get that. Yeah, man. That's why. And again, I redirected myself, but that's the reason why (laughs) when I rewind back about 18 minutes, I said uh, I started the gardening thing, started doing the whole farmer's market thing and all of that, man. Like my homeboy, like I was saying in that story, he a young guy in his 30s, man, but uh, he sell hella hella dope, you know what I'm saying? And the nigga got paper, mad paper from doing this shit for the last 10 or 15 years, you know what I'm saying? And he came over one day, seen my backyard, like, oh, gee, man, you got you back here straight doing it. And I told him, I said, this is what you do. Go buy you a piece of land. I told him, you find out somewhere in this hood where you can get you a piece of land and you call me. And he said, all right. About two weeks passed, and he called me. He said, oh, gee, man, I got this little spot over here in between these two houses. So I went over there to where he was. I seen it. I said, okay, this is perfect. I said, we got to close this off, this, that, and the other. So long story short, the nigga straight gardening now. He growing cucumbers, tomatoes, peppers, squash, zucchini. I'm teaching him how to pickle so he can make pickles and shit out of his cucumbers. And, you know, like the dude has, like he still, he stopped selling a whole lot of the, the weird shit. Still sell his little chronic, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, now he's doing his nonprofit as a farmer's market. And he keep trying to get me to combine with him and come in. It was your idea, OG. I just need you to come in with me, man, so we can keep this shit going. 
oh, man, this was your project. I wanted you to have this so that way you can have a piece of the community. You know what I'm saying? The whole time we over there talking, little youngsters running up. Uh, oh, you, you need me to do anything for you? You need me to do this? You need me to plant that? You know, just trying to help out, man, and earn their keep. And I'm like, nah, man, this is what the this is what the hustle is all about. Like I told him, this is what it's all about. This is the reason why I stopped selling dope. This is the reason why I left all that bullshit alone and never looked back. This is the reason why we have a past to create a future, to make us the people that we need to be and not the people we want to be. Because like I told him, man, if you wouldn't have came to my house that day, like I asked you to, to drop that off, you wouldn't have even seen a whole new world that you could be exploring. I said, and now you dumping paper into you know, from the little chronic you sell. And I'm like, you dumping that paper into this farmer's market and people are straight giving you 20 and 30 and $100 donations just for a bushel of lettuce because they like what you're doing for the community, man. I'm like, this is what it's all about, bro. So like I was saying in the beginning, that's what make my story and make the whole situation about the gardening and all that so plentiful to me because it's cats out here willing to take a chance just because of my word. You know what I'm saying? And now... Shit, dude, happy as hell. I went by there yesterday, actually, and went and saw him. And he out there, you know, got purple tomatoes and shit growing and all kinds of stuff. I'm like, nigga, hey, this is what I'm talking about. I'm like, I'm creating a blueprint for myself because when I actually move, because I'm renting this house I'm in right now. So once I move in next next May, I'm going to section off a whole back half of my yard because every backyard I get is normally between a quarter and a half an acre. So I'm going to get at least a quarter of an acre and I'm going to trail it off and put my gravel down and enclose it and I'm finna straight create a farmer's market so people can come in the backyard. You know, Autumn, how would it make you feel to be able to walk in, put some gloves on, I give you some shears and let you go clip your own kale, let you go twist off your own tomatoes. You hear what I'm saying? Like, that would be lit and I've seen, you know, like people here, I've seen people here do things like that and I think it's awesome. Yeah, man. And, it, and you know what you're eating. You know what I'm saying? You clipped that from the dirt. That wasn't nothing somebody brought to you to your house and said, hey, here you go, and you don't know what happened. Shit, I took you over to the sink and let you wash that lettuce before you put it in that bag. You see what I'm saying? Like, hey, man, that's that's love right there. And then you helped. That'd be so, such an awesome thing for your community. Oh. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, that, make, that, makes my, that makes me happy. Yeah, man, that's what I'm working on. And that's why I'm doing the little videos. Like, you'll see them. I'm still editing. I did the first one on my YouTube channel on uh, Big Homie's Garden. You, you go there, you'll see it. It's uh, I got one video up right now I did back in April, but then my hands and stuff started acting up and I had to get all these surgeries. Or maybe it was May. And uh, I had to get all these surgeries in June and this month, and I haven't been able to do much. But uh, I'm going to edit these next two videos, and I'm going to put them up. And uh, you'll see, man, like I'm, I'm just I'm, – I'm trying to introduce some things to people that don't be tripping off of shit that, that's really important. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because you'll be surprised at the love you get for yourself, man. Like, that self-healing, that self-care thing. Like, I actually have a, a interview today at 3 o'clock with the um, with the crystallizer, a, a lady that does, like, kind of tarot and positive healing and spiritual healing and stuff like that. And uh, we're going to talk it out. You know, we're going to do a Zoom interview today. And I'm going I'm to I'm try to get that out today, too. I got, another, I got another person that'll be good for that, too, if you're looking for a reference, actually. She was just over here yesterday. Um, and I'll tell you whatever episode. It's like the, I can't think of what episode it was, that she did. I got my first, like, reading, That's what's up. like, on air. So well, I can I give am, you that. I'm going to tell you. 
I'll send it to you. Yeah, yeah, DM me the link, but I ain't doing no reading shit. Them readings like a hundred dollars shit. Hell no. <laughs> well, well, I mean, Hell but no. if you, I mean, so here's the good thing about partnerships. Like, if you are, um, you know, giving her the exposure, maybe she'll be able to, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm you know what I'm saying? Maybe y'all be able to barter something. Yeah, I'm a rap with her. I'm gonna see, but. You know, like I say, man, I'm just out here just having fun, man. I like talking to y'all, and that's what's important for me. I ain't tripping off the rest of that shit. I just, like I said, I just love rapping with y'all, man. It's cool to meet people, man, because, you know, you never know where you'll wind up in life. And just talking to people and learning from their mistakes and figuring out their aspect of life just makes you that much fonder and that much better as a person. Like, it's so much easier to live your life when you know what not to do. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, I, I, I'm with that part. But hey, check it out, man. Marco, Auto, man. Hey, I appreciate y'all time today. I appreciate y'all coming on and rapping with your homeboy, your big homie. Um, I got another interview I got to jump on. Uh, hey, we should chop it up, man. We can make this a breakfast club type shit. We can get on every morning for as I'm concerned. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to put your bra on, Autumn. I know how y'all hate that shit. You know? <laughs> Man, that was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm down for that. Man, hey, we can chop it up anytime, man. You know, um, well, just let me know. Keep me posted. I'm in and out of uh, training on the on the nine to five. So, um, just let me know. Yeah, man. Hey, it is what it is. Like I say, I'm up every morning. We can get down. I have no issues with it. Um, should I smoke every morning anyway? So why not? You know what I'm saying? We better than the Breakfast Club anyway, but you do look like Charlemagne the God, though, Marco. You probably I love Charlemagne, so that's a compliment. I don't like that dude. Grow your hair out, homie. You I've never really listened to the show. I I I love Charlemagne. Man, I like I'm, his point of views. Some of his point of views I like. Some I think he tries too hard to be that character of Charlemagne. He's also a cancer too, so I just gotta stick with my cancer brother. Yeah. Oh God, here we go. Fraternal order of police and shit, man. I don't yeah. know. That's, <laughs> I don't know. Hey, but that's what's up, man. I appreciate y'all again, man. And um, like I said, we're going to chop it up again, man. Y'all be safe out here. Wear your mask, wash your hands, put rubbers on, all that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, <laughs> enjoy life, man. Let life happen. You hear me? All right. Peace. All right. Appreciate y'all.